0: This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Today's show is sponsored by Acura. Airbnb. I just got invited to the first wedding of the summer. Yeah. Happens to be a gay wedding. Nice. Very excited to attend. And the first thing that you did, Jack? Book a hotel for the wedding. Okay. Second thing that you did? List my place as available that weekend on Airbnb. Millions of people host on Airbnb, but millions more have never even thought about hosting. Here's the thing. We've said it's great to make money while you sleep. Actually, Warren Buffett said that. Well, when you're an Airbnb host, you make money while you sleep and... While someone else sleeps. That's why anytime I'm traveling, I immediately jump into Airbnb and set my house as available. It's that easy. So, Yetis, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. This is Nick. This is Jack. It's Thursday, the new Friday, October 26th. Then today's pod, it is the best one yet. It is a T-boy, Jack. Stocks just plummeted yesterday for their worst day on the stock market since May. Some say it's the Google earnings. Which were bad. Others say it was the interest rates. Which are still going But up. Jack and I both know it's the McRib. Yeah, they took it off the menu yesterday, didn't they? It took the McDonald's McRib <laughs> off the menu. Stocks <laughs> just plummeted immediately. That's correlation yet. He's not. Causation. Hey, Ronald, let's get that McRib back on the menu. Jack, first story for today's show. What do we got, man? For our first story, Microsoft is closer than ever to dethroning Apple as the most valuable company in the world. Jack and I think it's going to happen this week because Microsoft is like a sailboat that caught the winds. For our second story, we just got data showing that dinks are thriving in this economy and dink wads are living their best lives. Double income, no kids. The dink lifestyle is Having a moment, and we'll tell you why. The Fed just proved it. And our third and final story TikTok's newest strategy to not get banned is to throw their first ever epic concert. Jack, this is the first time throwing a major party is going to get someone out of trouble. <laughs> But Yetis, before we hit that wonderful mix of stories. This is an insane mix of stories. I love the mix today, Jack. There are two words our lawyers say we shouldn't say. (laughs) Yeah, Taco (laughs) Tuesday. Adam, do we have to bleep out Taco Tuesday? What do you think? We have a wild update, Yetis, to our crazy copyrights and tricky trademarks. Because the most controversial legal term of our age, it's Taco Tuesday. Because Taco Tuesday is is legally protected trademark. Yeah, someone owns Taco Tuesday. For more than 40 years, Taco Tuesday was owned in 49 states by a restaurant called Taco John's. And for 34 years, one taco joint in New Jersey controlled Taco Tuesday in the state of New Jersey. Until this year, when it all changed. Get this. Taco Bell just fought back to save Taco Tuesday. Yo, chiaro taco tuesday per favor amigo jack could you sprinkle on a little context for us over there back in may taco bell filed a lawsuit on behalf of all mexican restaurants in america taco bell just wanted to let the whole industry freely use the term taco tuesday finally it's the most benevolent thing taco bell has done since the mild hot sauce packets (laughs) taco bell we forever thank you and here's the news taco bell won the case. Taco Bell just freed the term Taco Tuesday. As of Tuesday, any <laughs> restaurant can use the word Taco Tuesday and not get sued. Taco Tuesday is officially finally in the public domain. Adam, can we remove the bleep you did earlier in the intro of this pod? Let's won. <laughs> Adam, do we have to bleep out Taco Tuesday? What do you think? This is fantastic news, though, for all the Mexican-themed days of the week. Originally, it's Peruvian, but we love Ceviche Wednesday. How about Fajita Friday? Or how about Salsa Verde Saturdays? Don't forget Mole Monday. Jack, I thought it was Michelada Mondays. False. It's Margarita Miracles. Just get ready for Nacho November. (laughs) I'm already salted my glass, Nick. I'm already salted my glass. Or is it Nopalito November? I don't know what Nopalito means. I believe it translates to... (sighs) Jack, let's hit our three stories. Como se dice... No bolita, no idea. You don't D-Say, (laughs) Jack. You don't D-Say. Fifteen years before this song, two boys from the Northeast met in a dorm. They had an idea to cause a cultural storm. It's the best one yet, but the best is the norm. Jack Nick, that's it. I don't even think they need to practice. Fifty percent, that's a fat tip. T-Boy City on your at list. If you know, you know, cause we ready to go. We can't wait no more, so just start the show. For our first story, Apple reports earnings later today, but it's about to get beaten by Microsoft. This is the year that Microsoft passes Apple as the number one most valuable company in the world. It may even happen this week. But yetis, before we jump into this story, Jack, let's talk rivalries. Classic rivalry, Coke, Coke versus Pepsi. You got the Yankees versus the Red Sox. You got Pat's cheesesteaks versus Gino's cheesesteaks. You got Uber versus Lyft. You got North Dakota versus South Dakota. Is that a rivalry? Something about that latitude feels (laughs) (laughs) rivalry-ish. And then there's Apple and Microsoft, which has always felt like a one-sided rivalry, hasn't it, Jack? Steve Jobs was always cooler than Bill Gates. (laughs) That just always was the case. Like Apple had the iPod, Microsoft had the Zoom. Apple had the iPad. Microsoft had the Surface tablet. Apple has FaceTime, Microsoft has Skype. When it comes to consumer products, Apple destroys Microsoft, which is why Apple has the number one highest valuation of any company on earth. Honestly, Yeti's the most successful consumer product from Microsoft? it's clippy. But since Satya Nadella took over Microsoft, Microsoft has quietly caught up. They've narrowed the gap against Apple. Jay, could you sprinkle on a little more numerical context here? Microsoft is suddenly a trillion dollars more valuable than Google is. Sit down, stand up, and Google this one. Microsoft is worth a trillion dollars more than Google. That's why today, Apple and Microsoft are head-to-head Competing for the crown of the number one most valuable company in the world. And after this earnings week, Microsoft could pass Apple. And Apple's been number one for 12 years now. So Yetis, Jack and I noticed this and we decided to jump in T-boy style. In the past 12 months, Microsoft stock is up 36%, while Apple has only risen 12%. At a $2.5 trillion valuation, Microsoft is 6% shy of number one Apple. It is just behind. And the key to Microsoft's rise, what is it, Jack? Microsoft has a major advantage in all the major forces moving tech right now. And Jack and I found three of those forces. The first force is China. China is a major risk for Apple. 95% of Apple's products are made in China. But Microsoft is much less China dependent. Turns out Microsoft makes less than 2% of its sales in China. So Apple has a huge China risk. Microsoft has basically zero China risk. All right, the second big tech force right now, it's AI. Artificial intelligence is booming. Microsoft leads AI thanks to their 50% ownership in open AI. So on the other hand, Apple was caught flat-footed when ChatGPT took over the world by storm this year. So Microsoft leads in AI, Apple lags in AI. And the third big tech force, it's cloud computing. We've said it before, cloud computing is the oil that powers the modern digital economy. Cloud computing, it is tech's most profitable sector, and it happens to be Microsoft's biggest business. On the other hand, Apple doesn't really do cloud computing. Ask Siri about cloud computing, and she doesn't really have an answer for you. So Siri, what's the takeaway for our buddies over at Apple and Microsoft? Market forces are like wins. The goal is to catch the good ones and avoid the bad. Yeti's tech companies have been booming thanks to the internet and digitization. No company has benefited more from those megatrends in the 21st century than Apple has. But here's the thing. Microsoft has steered its boat in the right direction for those new market forces and avoided the bad market forces. China, it's a headwind for tech. Microsoft's avoided it. Apple hasn't. AI is a tailwind. Microsoft's enjoying the upside. Apple is not. And cloud computing is another big, long tailwind. Microsoft's riding it. Apple ain't. Market forces are like winds. Microsoft has avoided the headwinds and let its sales catch those tailwinds. And that is why Jack and I think Microsoft will pass Apple this year as the number one most valuable company in the world. For our second story, according to the Fed, it is the best time in history to be a dink. Here are the numbers that make up the decade of the dink. Jack, can we whip out the whiteboard and talk about our acronyms over here, please? Dink, double income, no kids. And then there's Dink Watt, double income, no kids. With a dog. And then there's a dinkwad ass, which is double income with a dog and some succulents. Because if you don't have the succulents, like, that is the goal. That is the dream. But Yetis, whether you're a dink, a dinkwad, or a dinkwad ass, you're (laughs) going to want to pay attention to this story. Jack and I have been dinking around for years. We just had kids (laughs) this year, so we haven't been dinking as much. But dink is the aspiration, isn't it, Jack? Yeah, because dink isn't just an economic term. It's a lifestyle. Absolutely. Like, yetis, this is how a dink lifestyle goes down. Uh, Excuse me. One second, Jack. Uh, Yep. Dinner? Uh, Dallas? Uh, tonight? Sure. I'll just hop on a flight. I'll see you there in a few hours. 10 p.m. reservation. Make it 10.30, buddy. Let's do this. No worries. No strings attached. No problem. But here's the news on Dink's Yeti's. Official government data shows that Dink's are the wealthiest of all American households. That's according to the Federal Reserve's Survey of Consumer Finances. Uh, Jerry Powell, apparently he's a big fan of the dinks. So Nick and I jumped in T-boy style to the dink data. Yeah, we did. The Fed, it broke down net worth by family structure over the course of 30 years. The Fed showed the net worth of couples with kids. And couples without kids. And single people with kids. And single people without kids. And here are the results. Couples without kids have the highest net worth of all family structures in America. Now, besties, we should point out that there's no guarantee that these couples are double income. But we're going to call them dinks anyway, because the chances are they are. The odds are these are dinky couples. And the medium net worth of couples without kids, dink couples, it's $399,000. $399,000 is the average net worth of a dink couple. And that net worth is up $100,000 from 2019. Now, of course, Jack, we all want to know, what is the second wealthiest type of family after the dinks? It's couples with kids at 250000 net worth. And third place was single households without kids. Sinks. And in fourth place was single households with kids. Sooks. But add it all up, Yetis, and that one number at the top shows that dinks have defined the last decade. It's dinks world. We're just living in it. So, Yetis, Jack and I got curious. We wanted to know, what's the one reason for this surge in dink wealth over just the last few years? The surge is from the pandemic. It's because of the pandemic. According to Business Insider, the unique pandemic conditions most benefited young couples without kids. It most benefited dinks. Because during the pandemic, consumption fell, especially... For couples without kids. Yeah, you weren't going on your bachelorette party to the Bahamas. Yeah, vacated Cartagena got canceled, tossed that money in the savings account. So during the pandemic, dinks dinked their way to the top of the financial pecking order. And apparently, they're just staying there. So Jack, what's the takeaway for our buddies over in, who are dinks? <laughs> I think we <we're laughs> might be saying dink too much. <laughs> unless you just to like fully lead into it we've used dink as a verb like 12 times <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so jack what's the takeaway for our buddies who are double income with no kids the biggest letter in dink is the k it's the kids Yetis, if you jump into the data here, the common element you'll notice in the report, it's that the more kids, the less net worth. So the surge in Dink households in America is a reflection of economic forces. Having a kid and leaving the Dink life means you need childcare, and a bigger house, and more schooling, and a diaper subscription every month. And the cost of all those child-associated things are at an all-time high right now. The cost of raising a kid right now through high school, get this, it's estimated to be $310 thousand dollars. So why are dinks delaying having kids? It's not just because they want to dink over to Dallas on short notice. No, it is not, Jack. What is it? It's because the switch from dink to non-dink costs $310,000 per kid. This episode is sponsored by Audible, the home of storytelling. Protect her. That's from the opening chapter of The Last Thing He Told Me. Or is it protect To protect her. And honestly, we shouldn't say anymore. Let's stop <laughs> we'll that. We'll listen to the whole audiobook on Audible while driving in the car on road trips. And you should too. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500-500. That's audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500 Canva. Six years ago, Nick and I were designing the pitch deck for our media company. Yeah, we didn't want it to look like some amateur college PowerPoint. We wanted to impress investors. So we made our first pitch deck on Canva. Canva is the easy to use online design platform for presentations, social media posts, physical flyers, anything you can design. Canva turns you into a digital Da Vinci, delighting your audience with design. They got these color palettes that you can use. It makes your work look beautiful. We used presentation templates that were available for free and then customized them for our company. And guess what? That summer, we sold that company market snacks thanks to the deck we built with Canva. Oh, and funny thing, we still use Canva today for all our design projects. So, Yetis, start designing today at Canva.com. Canva designed for work. For our third and final story, TikTok is hosting a live Cardi B concert in Arizona that's going to be live streamed on TikTok with tickets sold by TikTok. Sub headline, TikTok still isn't banned. No. (laughs) And this concert makes TikTok even more unbannable. Jack, December 10th, uh, what are you doing around 7 p.m., man? (laughs) I'm going to hit up Mesa, Arizona, where a concert with four musical artists headlined by Cardi B Is going to go down. It's the first live music event hosted by TikTok, the social media app. This concert is going down at a minor league baseball stadium in Arizona. Honestly, kind of love it. It's charming. They went full minor league on this thing. Instead of hot dog sales, there's going to be dancing hot dog memes. Now, yet, as we should point out. It's called In the Mix. It's a music experience from TikTok. That's the name. To get tickets to this concert, you have to first follow the artist on TikTok to get a code to then buy the tickets through the TikTok app. And if you can't buy the tickets, it's not really a problem, is it, Jack? Because you can watch it on TikTok live across the globe on December 10th. Although personally, we heard Mesa is lovely and we'd love to head over to Arizona. Now, the concert Nick and I just described, it sounds like fun and games and good, clean family fun at the ballpark. (laughs) Sounds like an absolute laugh, right? We're going to have a fun there. Can't wait to see Cardi B. It's actually, though, an existential threat to a bunch of businesses all at once. At the same time. Case in point, Jack, what's going on over at YouTube when they heard this news? YouTube has always known TikTok is a threat. That's why they launched Shorts, the TikTok knockoff. But YouTube was always the place where concerts could live stream. And now TikTok is doing that. How about Live Nation? It's the biggest concert promoter in the world. They organize events and sell tickets to them. Well, TikTok is now selling its own tickets through TikTok. No convenience fee, no fee fee. And Spotify. They want to be the preferred platform of musicians. Well, funny thing. Jack, what did Cardi B just say in the press release about the TikTok concert? Her opening statement was, I love TikTok. <laughs> Jack, love. That is a strong word. Even the minor league baseball team's mascot ought to be afraid right now. Yeah this is not a concert. This is a TikTok battle cry. Jack, the popcorn vendor, he's probably a TikTok employee. (laughs) Popcorn by day, product manager by night. So Jack, what's the takeaway for our buddies over at TikTok? To not get banned, TikTok isn't using financial capital. They're using cultural capital. Cultural capital. Yetis, the last two American presidents have said publicly that they think TikTok should be banned in the United States. And yet, it's not. Both Trump and Biden believe that TikTok's China ownership makes its popularity in the U.S. unacceptable. But neither was willing or able to ban TikTok because TikTok is too lit to prohibit. (laughs) It's too lit to prohibit. 20,000 people are going to see a great show now in Arizona and millions more are going to stream it from their phones. What does TikTok get from all this? a bunch of cultural capital. Yet is TikTok's popularity and its market share of Americans' attention? It's growing and it's growing. But politicians are afraid to ban it because their constituents love the app so much. So the way Jack and I see it, every time TikTok does something cool, like a concert, it builds cultural capital. And the more cultural capital TikTok has, the less likely it is to get banned. Jack, can you whip up the takeaways for us for Taco Tuesday? I mean, the new Friday. This year, Microsoft will pass Apple as the most valuable company. That's our bold call today. Because market forces are like winds. Microsoft is catching the good ones and it's avoiding the bad ones. For our second story, according to Fed data, dinks have a higher net worth than any other household type. The biggest letter in Dink, it's the K, the kids, which cost $310,000 each. What do you say about Dinks, Nick? Jack, you don't choose the Dink life. The Dink life chooses you. And our third and final story is TikTok. It's hosting its first ever concert, headlined by Cardi B, live in Arizona and on the app. TikTok is building cultural capital because cultural capital can prevent a TikTok ban. But yet he's this pod's not over yet. Here's what else you need to know today. First, the death toll in Gaza has passed 5,000 people amid intensifying Israeli airstrikes in response to the Hamas terror attacks. Over half of the victims in Gaza are women and children, and hospitals there are about to run out of fuel. Also, Hamas still has 200 Israeli hostages. So you look at the whole situation and just the loss of innocent life is awful. We're hoping humanitarian aid can get in there. And second, after three weeks of having no speaker, Republicans have chosen a new speaker of the House. It's far-right Republican, Mike Johnson from Louisiana. And now Congress can actually get back to voting on things. And finally, McDonald's is getting rid of one of its greatest inventions. They're getting rid of the McFlurry spoon. The McFlurry spoon. This was a wild franken product. It was half spoon, half straw. Yeah. And half like McFlurry fluffing machine. It wasn't a spork and it wasn't a spoon, was it, Jack? (laughs) No, but it was a single-use plastic. And that's why McDonald's is getting rid of it. Now, time for the best fact yet. This one sent in by David Rothside from lovely Washington, D.C. Push and play. Hey, besties and Yetis. David Rothside here from Washington, D.C. with a spooky fact and a bit of a correction from Monday's T-Boy, which incorrectly stated October as the end of the federal government fiscal year. In fact, that holiday has come and went since the last day of the fiscal year, or FY for those in the know, occurred on 30 September. October 1st became the start of the fiscal year with the 1974 Congressional Budget Act, moving it from 1 July. Now, for your spooky fact. Since 1974, Congress has only passed all of its appropriation bills before the start of the fiscal year four times. 1977, 1989, 1995, and 1997. Scary indeed. And for all the other budgets, we were late? Apparently, we didn't get the calendar invite, Jack. What I want to know is, do all Washington, D.C. residents get a fiscal calendar to put up in their kitchen wall? And are the models for that calendar your local congressman? Yetis, you look fantastic for Fajita Friday. And Jack, where can you go if you want to get these takeaways in written form? To the best newsletter yet, which you can subscribe to at tboypod.com slash newsletter. Actually, Yetis, Jack and I whip up some extra little bonus T-boy stuff in that newsletter, don't we, Jack? Yeah. In every edition, we answer personal questions that you asked us. And we squeeze in more headlines that we couldn't get into this podcast. Subscribe at tboypod.com slash newsletter. Get ready for Nacho November, and Jack and I will see you tomorrow. And before we go, good luck and happy 31st birthday to Bailey Estes, who's running 31 miles at the Marine Corps 50K. And happy birthday to Benjamin Hayes in Nottingham, England. And Gore Simmerville is having a birthday celebration with some cake down in Delray Beach, Florida. And happy birthday to Marius, who's pitching some fastballs on his 13th birthday in Fort Hall, Idaho. And Noah Lee in mid-city Los Angeles is turning five years old, which officially makes Noah a big boy. And happy four-year anniversary to Annie and Calvin in Chandler, Arizona. And Justin is listening to this pod in a sauna right now. He just moved to Philadelphia and is interviewing for a new job right there this week. Is that a sweat-proof iPhone he's listening on? Actually, it's a dry <laughs> heat in a sauna, isn't it? <laughs> it's a dry heat. It's a dry heat. <laughs> And congratulations to Anthony Ortiz from San Francisco, who's running the last mile of the Pacific Crest Trail today. All right, Yetis, we got to sprinkle on some context here. He's running a 2,600 mile long trail, and he's been listening to this podcast and a whole bunch of other podcasts along the way. Anthony, it's our honor to be there in your ears during this epic run. This is Jack. Nick and I both own Stock of Apple. Dude, I was so impressed by today's show. Like, y- you know, I had my, like, grouchy moment yesterday, Nick. <laughs> you know, I had my grouchy You make it seem like it was like, this is Nick, and this is Jack. <laughs> and, Adam, and Adam, I know, I know Adam says Adam was, it. like, cranking it up. <laughs> Adam had you like a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, today when I listened to the show, I was just like, Jesus. it's great. This is a great show. If you like the best one yet, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. And before you go, tell us a little bit about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. We want to get to know you.